Welcome to the In General Podcast, episode 92. My name is Jack, and I'm joined with Chris and Assis. Uh, hey, we're, we're back. I told you it was going to last this time, boys and girls. I told you it was going to last. <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, this is only the uh, second This is episode ever. three, and this is the third episode on schedule. So, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> we're back. I mean, again. We're, yeah, we are. I mean, New season, doing, baby. We're doing better than the last time we said this, I think. I think. Um, Allegedly. Yeah. I think but. so. The consistency is key. But however, welcome. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a bit of a slow month, but there has been one important thing that was a bit of a disappointment, right? The Jake Johnson news. Mm. Yes, heartbroken. Um, literally, my favorite character from Jurassic World. No longer, uh, no longer a thing anymore. I guess. Yeah. So what did he? What was said? He was he interviewed? I think that's yes. what I think, was, yeah, right? he was doing like an interview and like he had to do like this show and like COVID just got got in the way and he wasn't able to come to like England or wherever they were filming. Yeah. Um so like he was in the script and I guess like he was kinda of throughout the story a little bit. And um I guess it's basically what ended up happening is when COVID happened and they had to delay filming, the new shooting schedule just was not able to align with his other engagements as well as like his like home life and everything like that so while they tried to figure out a way to make it work they ultimately had to end up cutting and i guess they kept trying for a while because i remember when they were filming like filming on like after they took the hiatus due to covid he was still saying oh we're trying to make it work we're trying to make it work so what i'm really curious is is like however his character was in the story apparently like what they've done with that role but ultimately yeah no he couldn't make it in like, the question is, does it, was he such a consistent role in the film, or was it easy to, to cut out? Because obviously they had a lot to change with COVID and how they filmed Dominion. The whole filming process would have been different anyhow, but piecing that movie together with a character that you're not sure is going to be in it or not, they might, I don't know, was he background? Was he just kind of it t- must tagging have been along? A small role, man. It must have been, right? I, yeah. I would assume it was like something like Jurassic World where he was like in a control room or something like that where he was like yeah. more isolated and kind of like with maybe a batch of characters or something like that. But then the question is did they just cut that? Was it not necessary? Did it only exist to give him screen time or was he filling a role that has now gone to somebody or multiple somebody's um somebody Yeah, else? so usually when that kind of thing happens, right? They'll either give the lines and the role kind of to somebody else's character if it's obviously not a too big a character. Or they'll recast it. And I wouldn't doubt that they probably... They had so many, like, backup crews on Dominion ready to go if somebody got caught COVID that I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of had another actor in mind for his role or somebody else to kind of take it on, um, sitting in the wings or... Or if they just merged merged whatever his character. Yeah, but... So he said... um, He bluntly said... Well, unfortunately, I'm not in the third one. Well, I was written in, so it's announced that I was, but what happens was the pandemic hit. Um, I was in it. So Colin had written a great part. Lowry came back. It was a great conclusion. I was excited to do it. The pandemic hit at that time. There was a two-week quarantine. It was a bunch of stuff that I couldn't get out and leave the family. And they kept trying to make it work, which was the last thing we heard about, right? They were trying, they were trying. And in the end, the dates just didn't work out for that one, which was heartbreaking because apart from being... Uh, because apart from being in that movie, Colin's a very old friend, um, and obviously, yeah, safety not guaranteed. Yeah, and that's Great. I think I that's literally why... watched it. Fucking amazing. Yeah, I I think that's when uh, Colin got announced for Jurassic World. Everybody yeah, flogged to safety not guaranteed, and seriously, that movie is still it's a, so it's, it's a good yeah, movie. It's so yeah. good, dude. It really is. Um, so it's yeah, it is curious. He he 
he had a really good role in Jurassic World. I like listeners will likely remember that I don't hold a very high opinion of Jurassic World, but one of the things that I do love about that movie is Jake Johnson. Yep. His chemistry and just his commentary on the movie itself and, you know, everything that was Claire was doing and the park was doing. He he almost represented the audience in a way, looking back on it. Um, but he was just funny. He's a really great actor and I wanted to see him yep. outside of the control room either in a jungle or on location somewhere. I think that would have been cool and I think it's something that Correct me if I'm wrong. His actor hasn't done anything insanely like, um, like serious before. Well, not serious because he still played a comical role, but he was in action scenes in the Mummy, uh, the Tom Cruise Mummy. We like to forget about that movie. Though. Yeah, also, I mean, don't forget about the, the fucking American classic. Let's be cops. Oh snap! He was <laughs> yeah. in that. Yeah, that <laughs> the, the classic movie. That is an absolute classic. That's a more I of a classic than Jurassic so Park, but funny. that's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it is sad man i mean do you think there's um do you think there's potential for him in future installments i hope so man big fan <clears throat> of larry character big fan of jake johnson everyone knows this about me i you know honestly if they were to like after jurassic world dominion i think that they would probably want sort of like a fresh roster of characters with only a few like kind of like taking maybe a few side characters and like the way they took dr Wu from the first films as like connective tissue and obviously he has a very big role to play i don't know if lowry would be as critical and core but he obviously has a lot of you know knowledge about jurassic world the park and i think that he could probably offer he, he, he could offer things to the story, depending on where they went with the story. I think that he would be a character that would be fun to bring in in a small supporting role as, like, connective tissue. So I think that he's a character I would like to see, like, oh, yeah, they're, they've got something new going on, and Lowry's in it, at least, and maybe in a small role, in small doses. Don't try to turn him into the hero, because um, it's not that the actor can't do it, it's just the character doesn't make sense. Well, what no. about if he was in a fucking TV show? Well, yeah, see, the TV show thing is, like, honestly, right? that's that seems to make the most sense for the future. And I think that he'd be a great fit. Um, Cause it would almost be like Dr. Wu bringing Dr. Wu back for Jurassic world was like the connective tissue it needed from the original. If whatever it is, whether it's a movie or a TV series or a web series or something, bringing Jake Johnson back from the first Jurassic world, considering he wasn't in the second two, that's a nice, again, connective tissue. Yeah. He was at the original park that broke down and now we're in a Jurassic world where dinosaurs are everywhere. And he was there at the scene when that went down that's like a nice thing and yeah wouldn't make him a lead but have him as a really solid supporting actor that either guides something or leads this in theory he has a wealth of knowledge in like about jurassic world about engine about even jurassic park he would be that type of character that would probably work in the control room but also just know about things so if there was something going on and they needed to investigate something or who knows what he'd be that person to go, well, you know, Engine had the blank division and they did this or we had this technology or this guy worked for us, he'd be a great person or there was, oh, there's a secret that we need to uncover. Well, you know, I saw something shady back in blah, blah, blah you know, 2011. Yeah. He's just like that character that would um, conceivably have a wealth of knowledge, especially because he was like a super fan also like working there. So yeah. you know that he dug his nose into everything. That's it. He probably has a wealth of uh, secrets that he's held on to. Because, I mean, if he stayed in the control room, he wanted to stay right to the bitter end as well. He probably saw a lot on those cameras mm. that uh, people wouldn't want to know about. And, yeah, I think he's got a lot to tell. But it is it is sad. It is disappointing. It's, but it's good to know that Jake Johnson himself would likely want to return in another Jurassic yeah. movie. Yes. Yeah, you could tell that he's bummed about it. So, I, yeah, I definitely think that he would... Yeah, I think that he'd make sense. Now... 
conversely, what I will say is there's a lot of characters in Jurassic World Dominion. So when I heard that he was cut, <laughs> I kind of seems that way. I kind of like had a sigh of relief. Not anything against him, but it's just because all these other characters are definitely in the movie. I've just kind of been racking my brain. I'm like, is this too much? It's too much. It's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people. There's this too cast. much. So like. Allowing it to seem a little less convoluted that the, all these people are returning in the same movie, and then allowing the people that are in the movie maybe to have a little bit more screen time rather than needing to jump around and trying to share it so much. I think it just, it's like he's the character I would have rather had, but it is what it is, and it's probably, I, I without knowing, I feel like it would just be for the better to like slim that roster down a little bit and, be, and have more time to focus on the characters that are core to the story. Dude, I never really thought about it before, but, like, that you mentioned how big the cast list is, like, all I care about right now is seeing the original trio again. Yeah. Like, it's going to be literally watching, like, Chris Pratt and those guys do their thing, and then Bryce Dallas Howard doing her thing, and then, like, just take me back to the original three, please. I want to see what they're doing. Well, what is nice is the fact that those actors and Colin have all said, like, they are leads in this movie. Like, they're not supporting roles. Like, they are leads. They lead, you know, this movie uh, alongside Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. But, um, yeah, no, I think that that's pretty exciting that they're going to have a significant cut of the film and have significance to the plot moving forward. It's really interesting to see how they all interact. It will be. uh, You remember um, back when we... I think we spoke about it on an older podcast about the earlier draft of Fallen Kingdom that we had heard about from somebody that we know that had read it. And it was Ian Malcolm on one of the ships mm-hmm. kind of berating Claire and Owen, this is your fault, this is all your fault kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That that dialogue, that scene, those kind of interactions are something that I hope we do see. There's going to be a clash yeah. between Ian Malcolm because he's so bitter about the fact that they did everything again. They just repeated <laughs> Jurassic Park again. Um, and I think, yeah, that that's something that could be uh, really interesting, the dynamics between those characters. And then obviously the, the mediators maybe would be Ellie and uh, Alan. Yeah. Because they're much calmer people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're calmer because they're, they're, it's not that they don't share the cynicism. Well, I mean, and part of it is, is Malcolm is just cocky. Um, you know, both Ellie mm-hmm. and Grant... Um, had a lot to say to Hammond, but Malcolm just wants to be right sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. he, he gets caught up in that also. Like, it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how how this dynamic will work, how they're going to bring them in, what they're going to be doing, like how they're justified. But honestly, I just can't wait to see them. And you know what? So this wasn't something that we planned to talk to, but real quick, do you think that we will see the original trio in the first trailer? Yes, 100%. E- yeah, for sure. Do you think they, be they marketed that very early on, didn't they? The fact that they're returning. But yeah. it will be like one shot where they all kind of turn towards the camera or you, something, you know? Like, it's the three <laughs> of them reacting to something. And do you together. think they're going to sell that as like one of the moments no, or something no, no, like no, that no. in the trailer? They're not going to do all three together, man. I feel well, like I, individual I, scenes, like, you know, like one shot of Grant, Ellie, Malcolm. Just not together, think? though. That's not going to happen. There's but no do you, way, man. Do you think that they're just going to be there in the trailer? Or do you think the trailer is going to be cut around it with like musical cues and timing and whatnot to kind of make it be like, yeah, they're back. I think it's a you know? big selling point, yeah. man. Having the original trio back, you got to sell that, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they really celebrate it with the trailer. You know what I mean? Like they like the trailer sells like, hey, this is special. This is important. This is a big deal. And I hope it's yeah. Just but not- I hope in the first teaser, it's it's done. It's not too in your face. The full trailer sure have that build up and have yeah. 
a lot about them, but I think I've, that first teaser, I would like to just see a shot of them. All I want is to see one shot of them in the movie, in character, yeah, in the crop, everything perfect, <laughs> and that's it. And then I'll, it'll be enough for me for a couple of days, and then I'll want the full trailer. But <laughs> I think teasing it is going to be the right thing to do. Everybody's no, going to know. Oh, hear it's them! Talk. It's them! kind of like the first force awakens trailer yeah that, that's a great like, example. No, moments I, where you're I, like my heart can't handle it man i need, I need to hear it now dude i want to hear malcolm i need your grant talk i need your sattler talk again man oh yeah i man. need right. that I'm, I'm genuinely curious how they're going to do the marketing you know what characters are going to talk most during the trailers who's going to have Franklin like Webb. the voice of the? who's going to have the voice of the movie you know who's going to be that like kind of overarching narrative that drive sort of the beats of the movie that works for a marketing campaign i'm, I'm... via rodriguez <laughs> yeah um, well that's the thing i think the marketing is always focused a lot around chris pratt yeah but that was around the... owen's character and that obviously was if you think of the jurassic world trilogy so far it really is claire's story claire should be she's better, more prominent man. but i do feel like the marketing will go down more of a bryce salas howard and chris pratt route because they're just top dominant movie stars right now perhaps they will play in to the original trio for nostalgia and they will because obviously the jurassic world movies love just milk and the nostalgia but they will do that for sure i just don't think it'll be first i think owen and claire and Maisie. there i think those are the people we're gonna see the first trailer i really hope we see dodgson yeah. Oh, I forgot about him. Oh my god, right. Because that's another thing, if it's established in the trailer that it is Dodgson, that's another thing that's like, this movie is going to be sick. Yeah, he's not been seen since the first one. Dude, it's going to tie a lot up. This movie it's might finally going to feel like, yeah, it's, it's it's delivering on that kind of story thread and promise that uh, was initiated with Jurassic Park. And it's going to be weird finally seeing Biosyn. I just hope that it's all handled and introduced well but that that, that again loops back to me when i'm saying you know i'm not super bummed that jake johnson couldn't make this movie it's just because there's it's not that i'm not bummed about it because i like the character and i love the actor but there's just so much to do in this movie that i'm like honestly let's focus on what really matters and it's biosyn and dotson mm-hmm. and the original trio Dude, the, the cast is so stacked. Like, I legitimately forgot Dotson's in the movie. I literally <laughs> forgot. I was like, what are you talking? Oh, right. It really is. When you scroll through the IMDb, you're like, oh, oh dear. This is going to be either this is good. How long do you think this movie is realistically going to be? Obviously, two hours, Sam Neill, two minutes. He, he joked, right? Oh, it's a six hour movie. Because they obviously filmed a lot of stuff. But how long realistically do you think this movie's actually going to be? Like barely two hours. I think it'll be two and a half. Two and a half tops. Two and a half? Oh my god, so long, dude. Probably two twenty-five. I think it's going to be a long one. Really? Yeah. All right. I think they have so much more. They're probably. I don't know. They're probably struggling to tie it all together right now. Well, didn't Universal want to make this a a two-part movie? Yeah. Well, not a thing. Yeah, I don't know if that was Universal or Colin or what, but yeah. Um, there, there was a plan to calling it a two part movie is sort of disingenuous. There, there was a consideration of taking this large story thread that they have. And it was a consideration of splitting it between two separate standalone films that would be filmed back to back. So they're going to film two films in the same shooting time. If that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? So they're going to shoot them both back to back and then release them a year out from one another. So it would have been Jurassic World 3 and Jurassic World 4, not like Jurassic World 3 Part 1 and Jurassic World 3 Part 2. Oh, Dominion 1, Dominion 2? But obviously it would have had a pretty tightly... Like, like the story of it would have felt like an arc over over the two of them, ultimately. It's like, so... 
uh, and it's a little troubling, I guess, that like for a while there they were consi- like it's not like things changed. So it's like they kind of took that same movie, that same concept. They're like, this could be two Condensed movies, it. and they put it into one movie. And I'm like, yeah, I hope I hope you stuck the landing because that that's obviously something that we talked about at length is how Fallen Kingdom suffers from a lot of ideas slammed into one movie and like too many ideas slammed into one movie. And somehow feels so rushed. Yeah. Like it's so quick moving away from scenes. That's something I hope the pacing is is resolved in Dominion because I'd like to spend time with the movie. It's weird, uh, you know, a character say something. This and stay with hold that the shot. I think this is. I brought this up before, and it's such a weird thing to hark on. But like when when uh, Claire goes to Lockwood's Manor and on the door when the door shuts and Lockwood's crest is on the door when the door shuts, the camera cuts away from it as soon as the door shuts. So, like, as soon as the crest forms, you don't even see it because it's blurring and forms, and then we cut and we're inside. Just holding on that for a moment, and, like, and obviously a ton of other things, characters, moments, it just needed some time to hold with a shot, hold with the character. It was just constantly, like, information, information, information. It just kept getting to the point, and sometimes that's appropriate, but the whole movie was like that, and I'm not sure if it would have saved. It wouldn't have saved that movie for me, but I think it would have helped it. I think. I think genuinely, pacing wise, it would have helped it. I think mm-hmm. genuinely, just being able to spend a little bit more time, soak in the scenery, soak in the characters, soak in the mood. I think the movie needed that. Genuinely, I really do think the movie needed it. I think it's still a flawed movie, a flawed script, but just being able to soak, just live it a little bit, would have helped it yeah. tremendously. Well, one of the one of the standout moments for me in Fallen Kingdom was it, when they were in Blue's Nest. Um, after, I think, after Owen had been shot and passed out, um, I forgot the name of the bad guy. What's uh, his Wheatley? Name? Wheatley. Wheatley. He says something like, come on, let's move. And before he even finishes his line, we've cut away. The, they're and like, I'm like, just hold the shot. They cut to a nice wide. He says that. They all start marching off, but you don't see them and you don't like get to stay in the forest at all. And you know, I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he literally says, let's move on or whatever the hell you said. Like, like, let's get moving or whatever. And like halfway between that line, let's get moving. Like at the go part, they cut the scene. It's like <laughs> a picture of like a mountain. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah, yeah. It's too quick. It's, it's too like, quick. I don't know who cut the movie, actually. I don't know who the editor was, but. I think it's one of J.A. Bionis guys. It's weird because yeah. his movies. J.A. Bionis movies don't ever do that. It didn't I feel guess. like a Bionis movie, man, until I, the end. I feel like maybe it was one of those things where maybe he lingered too much with the shots and earlier cuts and like to and like maybe the movie was feeling way too long and way too bloated and it was yeah, just and, and maybe it was just an overcorrection at the in the end like maybe they overcorrected it maybe yeah he, they cut like the bit you said with the gate that bit and there were multiple other scenes where it cut too quickly maybe they, maybe they didn't were just trying to shave minutes to fit like a deadline or a I mean, I honestly think that some of the worst stuff in the movie is on Isla Nublar, and I do think yep. that the movie... 100%. I do think the movie has worse pace. Like, it's even faster on Nublar than it is at Lockwood's later on. So I do wonder if, like, they recognized, hey, this isn't feeling right, let's just get through it. Because, say what you want, there's a lot of dumb stuff at Lockwood's Manor, but it does feel... It feels... It, it feels true Contained. to it. It feels true to itself. Like, I, I do feel like they knew what it wanted to be at that point, and they, for the most part, did it. There, there are stupid things. There are things I don't enjoy, like the Owen fight scene and where they try to go all fast and the furious <laughs> with like the long tracking shot of Owen just kicking everyone's just ass. Just throwing chairs. Uh, and that, I, I, that's when, I hate that, it. 
It's so dumb. <laughs> that was the moment I knew the movie was not for me. That's a, <laughs> like, Jack, that's, that's the end of the movie, that man. That cemented it. I was, was like, like 20 nah. minutes left of the movie at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, there were there were other points when we watched it. and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we, oh, yeah, I remember. John, um, not Parker Hammond, John... John Alfred Hammond. But meanwhile... We all went, ah! <laughs> We all started screaming. <laughs> meanwhile, the picture frame says John Parker Hammond. Which is the funniest <laughs> thing. Love it. And, oh my god. Uh, yeah, well, I think they changed that in ADR also. Like, yeah, I, there was a lot of well, stuff that, they dude, The Sorna thing was script. ADR too, for sure, right? That has to have been. Yeah, the Sorna, the Sorna right? thing Sorna was ADR. Sure was. It's 100%, right? Yeah, cool. It's ADR. Cool, cool. I think that comes from probably fans saying, Sanctuary, where the, where the hell is Sorna? So, yeah, like, it's just like a little bit like, okay, we're acknowledging it exists. Like, we're not telling you why we're not bringing the dinosaurs there because we don't know. So, yo, so I have something. Um, Evolution 2. So there's not too much to talk about this. I mean, there is a lot of information that's come out. They've got the Dimorphodon. But personally, I'm waiting for something more substantial. Scorpius they're talking about Rex, the dinosaurs baby. they're bringing back. That's fine. They're talking about no, new dinosaurs. No, no Scorpius Rex. They already said that they're not adding... Um, Why? They're not adding Camp Cretaceous dinosaurs to Jurassic World Evolution 2 for reasons that are beyond me. Um, I don't I, like that. I, I don't get it because, I mean, it's supposed to be canon. It's supposed to be part of, you know, the franchise and the canon story. Then shouldn't it just be in, like, shouldn't, you know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yeah, what? Man. So I, it sounds like Universal probably, even though they're saying, hey, it's canon, it's canon. They're still treating Camp Cretaceous as a separate entity and not really treating it in the same way that like, yes, this is canon. Like, this is our dinosaur list. Like, you're doing an Oranosaurus, like, have an Oranosaurus. Oh, you're doing a new Jurassic World Evolution. Make sure you have the Scorpius Rex. Make sure you have the Monolophosaurus. Um, well, could that be because of uh, the uh, shoot? Because uh, like it's like it's like kind of tied into the uh, Dominion, right? So is, could it be like a canon type game type thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's any. I mean, Jurassic World Evolution, the first one, had an Oranosaurus. I'm sure number two will have an Oranosaurus. It's just gonna be really weird because, from what we understand. It will not be based off of the Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous design, which, again, we're told is canon. And as far as I'm concerned, the Camp Cretaceous designs look really good, actually. Yep, the Monolophosaurus is one of the best things the franchise has done since the Jurassic Park era, um, yeah, as right. far as I'm concerned. Like, Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, and so, I think, yeah, I, while my frustrations with Jurassic World Evolution were, had nothing to do with a shortage of dinosaurs. Like, anytime they had DLC and there were new dinosaurs, I didn't bother getting it because that wasn't my problem with the game. My problem with the game is it was just boring. It was bare. It was a little bare. It was um, bare bones. It was very bare bones. It was very well made. It was made. very bare bones, yes. It wasn't, it wasn't poorly made, but it's no, very bare bones. Far it, from it. It's it very bare bones. It's very formulaic. Expertly made. It doesn't made. It doesn't have the features that once you start to play it more, you're realizing, oh, this doesn't really have the other features that, like, park builders or park management games have. Like, the things I do, the like way it, a lot of things, like, in terms of customization or your choices really matter. Oh, customization was pretty low, yeah. Yeah, that's, customization that's, yeah, that's was true. low, and also your choices with customization really didn't matter. As long as you had, like, trees and water and plains for the dinosaurs, nothing affected, like, guests. It didn't matter how you built your roads or where your roads were no. with the paddocks or anything like that. Because it didn't affect the guests' views of the park. Like it was I just find very... Operation Genesis was way more advanced in that regard with guests. I don't think so, man. I think Dominion, uh, Dominion fucking Evolution is way better in terms... <laughs> I'm, so, I'm on the Dominion train now. I, I don't know. I think... Like, didn't you have to like put like... 
I don't know, like a, the attraction thing, like the uh, no. the, sh- the showings and stuff like that, to like make the gas count go higher on the like the paddocks and shit. I mean, I don't. I haven't played Operation Genesis in a very, very long time. What I will say is, I do re- recall having a lot of fun with Operation Genesis and not being able to put <coughs> it down. Whereas, uh, uh, shoot, uh, Jurassic World Evolution, I didn't even beat it. Now, I did beat you know Return to Jurassic Park or whatever it was called. I thought that that was better. I thought the mission structure, but like, yeah, yeah. But the problem is, even just the missions were like very like. Oh, destroy your buildings that you like. Destroy five buildings. I'm like, oh, yeah. why? Like, or like, yeah, yeah, like, like, like sell, sell five huh? of your dinosaurs. I'm like, you're punishing me to like. To get There's to- like a big setup for something, and then it's like the solution: breed five new dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, I'll breed some more dinos. Like, least- yeah, it got a little tiresome, and I think it's interesting that people are not putting all their eggs into Evolution Two yet, right? There's a comment here on. So they announced that Dimorphodon's coming back. So there's more than no, just not one not just coming species. back. This is the first time it's because uh, F- first time. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it's been in the franchise, so it's coming back, right? No, it's uh, it's being it. in the, introduced in the game. It's not just going to be the Tyrannodon this time. So obviously, people are hoping for the Quetzalcoatlus and things like that. But there's a what? comment here which Ooh, that'd be cool. is interesting. So this person says this was a terribly short video. I kind of feel like Jurassic World Evolution Two is just a cash grab. The graphics haven't improved, and the anim- and the animations look pretty much the same. Same. Still waiting for them to show something will actually make me want to play it. Um, so, me and Chris did what an analysis of the first trailer, and we kind of came to the same summary. Like, it's not, it's not. Don't look it, at the me. The trailer itself was great because it was rendered, but I'm just worried. Well, don't the get me wrong. Screenshots we saw aren't solid no they look like the original game engine dumped in a new location it kind of looks like sim city or, or like cities xl or one of those games so here's the thing is what they've shown hasn't been great but then they keep doing interviews or developer like updates and whatnot where they talk about the game and what they're saying they keep promising things that sound like hey this sounds like it could be a sizable improvement but the thing is, is show, don't tell, because anytime that they're showing the game, it just looks like it could be DLC for the first game. Um, with maybe a few caveats, uh, they're, they're beginning to show how their mission structure is a little bit different, like with scientists uh, and whatnot in the game. And like then there's a lot more customization. One of the reasons why the buildings look worse is it turns out you have a lot of customization control over them. I mean, they're prefab- prefabricated, but you can like choose like primary, secondary, and tertiary colors or something along those lines. So it's like one of those things where you have control, and that's one of the reasons why the textures don't look as like defined because now it's more like, well, see, so you'll get this. It's more like Halo's Forge mode where it's like, oh, you have a lot of control yeah. over it, but that control comes at the loss of visual quality because it needs to be like one size fits all. Um, yeah. It's no longer like custom tailored art. Um, That's just what I'm thinking. Like when I look through screenshots, even new screenshots, it looks like a 2015 game. Well, um, no. Well, okay, first of all, I'm gonna defend. I'm, I'm on the defense for once. Jesus Christ! I'm not <laughs> no. Well, think about it, like logically. The game came out 2018, right? The first mm-hmm. one, the Evolution, right? In mm-hmm. a, a three-year gap, graphics are not gonna jump that much. Like we're not mm-hmm. like we're barely into the next generation now. Like no, no. But you can I, see some of it. I'm looking at a picture here of. A dinosaur package. They look Maybe great, a man. Rhino. I don't know, but the background, the trees look like PS2 era trees. They look like we don't the know trees what the rendering is on. This can be like literally old technology or whatever the fuck you know. I well, I mean, yeah, I think, I'm not saying I don't know. that the I, game I, isn't going to be I, I, um, way I think we should reserve judgment, when it comes man. out. I don't know, but I think it's all... not got long to come out. Yeah. It's well, out 
this they winter. can push it back. They can push it back easily, man. There's yeah. no like official date yet, so like, I, like it's you know like what, coming 2021. It is 2021. I'm what we're not saying worried. Of the game is not selling me. I'm not worried know, about the visuals so much, the engine, because Jurassic World Evolution was a good looking game. It's a good looking game, especially on PC. I have no doubt that visually this game's gonna have all those bells and whistles and more in terms of visuals. What I'm mainly worried about is the gameplay. Like for one thing, just the animations look like there's there's so they're the same animations. They're sort of pre-canned rather than AI driven. It's sort of like animation loops. So it's like one of those things where the predictability of the animals. I'm already kind of like wincing because I'm like, oh, this looks like the same thing. Like oh, the Stegosaurus is bashing the. Uh, Bashing well, the fence said that again. They've got new cycles. Yeah, right? I hope. And allegedly, like they changed the way you feed the animals. You have to. Um, it's now um, paleo. Like you, the different paleo plants. Oh and whatnot. no, not that. Not 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 that. Fu- that was a horrible gameplay function in the Claire DLC. I hate uh, it. Well, that's how Wait, you feed the herbivores the now. Oh no. Um, it's like you plant plants now. To the paleo the like paleo botany or whatever it was. Well, I'm sure it's not like the Claire. I, I didn't play that one, but. I didn't play. They just yeah, got rid of really during DLC. Yeah, they got rid of herbivore feeders on this one. Um, All the Doctor Who want. And to be fair, I only played Return. And allegedly, I guess there might be hunting or pack dynamics, which is cool. I hope that that's there. Um, I I just would like to see the animals act more like animals. I think it's a bit of a bummer that they haven't added breeding in, or because I think breeding could be a really interesting like hazard. And also, oh, it'd be really, it'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah it could, it could. Be a really... see some dinosaurs banging yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> no like but that. but no i not think like it'd be that. a cool dynamic <laughs> genuinely it'd be a cool dynamic if you could like actually have wild breeding it gives that sense of wild animals or it could be something that you can try to control and then also this franchise has a rich history with sexual dimorphism so it's a cool way to introduce sexual dimorphism within the dinosaurs themselves yeah so you know you can could... so that's the thing i don't want people to think that i'm you know really but... critiquing the game i'm just not seeing no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Any upgrades. I'm... It's just, but I have high hopes because I really enjoyed Evolution 1, especially the return to, D- to DLC. It was... Um, I love it. There was less to do in it than I would have liked, but playing it is fun. Like, it's got great... Um, it's just fun building your own Jurassic Park. When is that never not going to be fun? But I'm just... I, I have a feeling Evolution 2 is just a massive game. It's a mammoth challenge for them. There's so many locations and environments, and I imagine the screenshots and videos that we're seeing look like the original game because those are probably the last things they're going to be implementing. Why add all these, all this kind of, why push the graphics as far as they can go for right now when they're developing all the gameplay techniques and things like that? I, well, I feel guess like my worry is be a huge my worry is. is I, They've said that there's a lot of improvements with the gameplay and whatnot, but like I haven't been able to see it in action. So it's like one of those things. Like, okay, fair enough. Maybe once I get my hands on the controller, I'll go. Hey, this is this is a lot more fun. This is better designed. I have more control. I have more freedom, and I'm enjoying this. But they need to sort of sell me on it. Like, I don't think they're like they're they're, they're not showing me that. They're, they're saying it. They're telling, but they're not showing. Uh, and I do want to point out, by the way, with the dimorphodon, where are the phytofibers? Oh, what? It's the fur, right? Yeah, like basically the fur. It's, it's uh, dino fur. The dimorphodons <laughs> were covered in phytofibers in Jurassic World, and they will be again in future films. Um, Dominion. Um, and it's oh. weird that it's not there <laughs> on the dimorphodon. Like, it's really bothering me. And it also has me worried. Okay, so here's the thing. Is the lack of phytofibers just the fact that it's an early build? Is it indicative of them not paying attention? Or... Is it, or is it indicative of their engine not being able to handle it? Because that's problematic considering Dominion's going to have quite a few um, fuzzy, 
fuzzy friends, you know, feathered dinosaurs and whatnot. Like, can their Slivers. engine not handle feathers? Are they not going to be able to do the quest? Fuzzy Quetzalcoatlus? friends. Yeah, fuzzy friends. Um, are they not? Are, <laughs> yeah. they, are they not going to be able to do the quets, which is entirely covered in final fibers? Um, What's the quets? The quets from the uh, Dominion preview. Quetzalcoatlus, that yeah. big massive flying dinosaur the size of a yeah. jumbo jet plane. It's uh, it's entirely fuzzy. That thing's entirely. How fuzzy. big? How big actually were those dinosaurs, Chris? They were big. Six foot uh, one. My compared size. to compared to like um, compared to like a plane. Um, compared, oh, I mean, they'd be the size of like a small, like probably like a small biplane or whatnot. I'm Holy not. I'm not shit, very really? familiar. With, I mean, yeah, they could stand. If they stood, I think they stood taller than a T Rex's hips. Um, what the? F- yeah, no, they're huge. We have one in the uh, Carnegie Museum. Um, a real one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's alive. alive. Still alive. <laughs> God damn it. So, guys... I have a question for you. But, but pitch me. No. Your okay. Assis, I have a question for you. I'm pitch here, me buddy. your ultimate Jurassic video game in three seconds or less. No, okay. you've got a bit more time than that. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do it in thirty seconds or less. Okay, so okay. Game Boy Advance SP, uh, <laughs> Alan Grant Jurassic Park Three. Uh, name it Island. Uh, what the fuck's the name for the fucking game? Island Survival. Boom. Best game ever. Oh, okay. That game I, currently exists. I like that game. I played that game. I had that on the Game Boy Advance. I remember the side scroller, Alan Grant. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Uh, this is not my perfect game pitch, but yeah, I would like to see. Um, this is not my pitch again, though. But I would like to see some classic <laughs> side scrollers come back. It'd be really cool. No, to, no, no, no. It'd no, be really Chris, cool. Come on, dude. No, no, no. For real, I think that a simple, like a simple, like rather than those stupid Why? mobile games, because side scrollers are fun. Um, no, they're at not. At the very least, <laughs> at the very least, I think remastering the Sega Genesis games would be a lot of fun. Like oh, that'd be cool as fuck, actually. Yeah, yeah re- remaster them. Uh, Jurassic Park yeah, and Jurassic cool. Park Rampage Edition. Throw them in HD on like you know PS5, Xbox Series X, all like those arcade you know as digital downloads. Make it a cheaper package, and I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I mean that that could work. I would rather they would remaster you know things like the Lost World PSX game. That game's garbage. Uh, maybe Warpath. I know people have been saying they want another I, Warpath. I'm actually Why? surprised they haven't done a dinosaur fighting game. I mean, these movies are leaning so heavily into it that I am actually shocked that there's not like a Warpath style Jurassic okay, guys, World era game. We're done. The podcast is over now. Do we have connections like at Copcom? Uh, the uh, <laughs> Capcom. Cap. Yeah, Capcom. Viacom. Uh, no, no. It, and it's funny because all of those development studios that developed any of the Jurassic games that we like no longer exist, yeah. except for Evolution. Where's Dino Crisis ago. 4? Where's Dino Crisis 4? Where's That's a very um, good uh, question. Jurassic World Survivor? Where's Jurassic Park Survival? Where's... Who cares about Jurassic Park? I want Dino Crisis, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my perfect game, though. Um, I You know, a lot of times people say that they want an open world game, and I understand where the wish comes from. It'd be cool to explore Sorna, Nublar, and whatnot. However, I think I'd like a little... Don't ruin my pitch. However, <laughs> I think that I would like a more curated experience. Um, I think a good example would be the new Tomb Raider games, where they're like there are open hub areas that have a semblance of open world, but they're carefully designed. Um, and then there's single-player stories kind of designed around that area. 
So I would like something like that, like a little mix of like the Uncharted, The Last of Us, uh, Tomb Raider, and I think something that just gives a curated single-player story experience that has a lot of exploration. And rather than focusing on shooting, I think that the not that there couldn't be shooting in it, but I think that the more like Alien Isolation, where it's more about avoiding shooting, but instead of it being like all about running and hiding, I think that if they made it um, platforming. So, like, you know, jumping around, climbing around, everything like that, solving puzzles. I think that would be the way to go. Yeah, so I think the t- taking Tomb Raider and the ones that I've played on PS3 and PS4, those games applied to a Jurassic. So, it's not like you have the whole island, but you have your, your the level you're in, the mission you're in. It doesn't feel like you can... You couldn't it, there's still to. exploration. It's still open yeah, enough. It's yeah. big enough of a field, as opposed to maybe, for example, I know it's a, the Lego game, so it's kind of irrelevant, but the Lego game, you had the whole island but when you were in certain areas you couldn't yeah. move to the next which was fine it's a lego game but yeah good pitch i mean i play that but i think i think because we've been teased it for so long with jurassic world survival the multiple reincarnations of that that there have been that still have yet to see the light of day my ultimate pitch is i guess at this point in time open world sauna sauna in whatever time period yeah. but pre-Mizrani ideally so it's the sauna of Ingen. and I would I mean I guess I'm kind of pitching remake Trespasser <laughs> and but utilize right. Hammond's voiceovers but do it right and I, I honestly I think that could be insane but maybe it doesn't have to be Trespasser it could be the same concept complete open world you're controlling a character who's in, who's discovering parts of the island and when you discover a part of the island it unlocks the mission for that island or it unlocks the secret or it unlocks this or that and you you know you have to get somewhere but you have to put all these pieces together but there could be outside threats coming in there could be poachers there could be Mizrani people there could be ingen people you, you know i think Biosense. yeah there could be manticore there could be i think that could be a really interesting um game kind of taking what trespasser trespasser tried to do and um, making it modern i just don't you just love the idea of controlling a character on an abandoned island that's covered in dinosaurs? Yeah. I mean, I love the concept of exploration and adventure, and I think that 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 lends. I think if there's one thing that we're definitely agreeing on is exp- exploration, adventure, and like puzzle solving. Because uh, trespasser puzzle solving, had, but like like not on, like Last of Us, Last yeah. of Us, no, no, no. Like Alien Isolation, Aftermath. Uh, yeah, I played Jurassic World Aftermath. Yeah, that game is amazing. That's an interesting the VR one. That's an interesting take. Yeah, on the that. VR one. That I is, love that game, dude. It's so cool. That is interesting. I um, I thought it was okay. I thought it was motion sickness. Uh, uh, with oh, wearing this. I had no issue with motion, motion sickness. I typically don't have issues with motion sickness, but good lord, that game. Um, it was and it's virtually unplayable. The, it does not work. Why? It does not work for a VR space. You have to play sitting down with the controller because there's just not enough. Like unless you own a fucking em- empty warehouse, there is no way to actually play <laughs> that running not around. True, not true. Not true. Not true. I did everything in my power to try to play that game the way it was meant to be played, and it was impossible. Unless you own like unless. Meanwhile, Assis is sat there in a warehouse. Like I unless mean, unless, <laughs> unless you live in mansions with really wide open floor plans and whatnot. It's well, just not. It's not. Jokes on you, man. It, it I was in not, like literally a quarantine room. It is not playable um, walking around. I mean, I love the concept, but it's bare bones. It was bare bones. And also, if you're doing VR, if you're doing VR, why do a cartoony art style? The whole concept of VR is making it real, making it palpable. No. There. So if being no, a cartoony I get it. art style was I, I like... I don't know, man. I love the style. I, it's just an ugly looking game. Um, 
That might be the best Jurassic Park game I've ever played in my entire life. I, it's like, the, I like the story. I like the <laughs> story. Not, I like the music. I'm not even trolling. It's the Good worst part. Cease. I like the story. I like the music. It's a really cool concept. It's incredibly undercooked. It's just incredibly undercooked uh, is ultimately what it is. Just cool concept, but it's just very bare bones, very basic. The I mean, puzzles, yeah, it's, literally it's running from raptors and like blocks. Yeah, the, after you've been done. Yeah. It's, it's not, it, it does I guess what Alien Isolation sense, yeah. does. It just does it worse. So it's one of those things, isn't it? The the franchise is is so long overdue for something that isn't a park builder, and I think so many people align with will take Alien Isolation, take The Last of Us, take Tomb Raider, those kind of things, and apply them to Jurassic, and you would, in theory, have a perfect game that Jurassic. No, we should do a it, but it, it's difficult. For a very long time. I'm not going to lie and say that it's not difficult. For one thing, that's going to be a yeah. very expensive game to make, making the the like. Oh my god! Building right. the world, like the movies the aren't making enough goddamn money. Well, no, it's not like that. I'm on Chris's side on this one. It'd be an expensive game. It'd be a difficult game. You'd It'd be a to, fucking triple A game. Games man. are difficult. It have to be because to be good, it takes a lot of development, like figuring out the core mechanics, figuring out like what is fun. I'll tell you one thing. In my opinion, a lot of dinosaur shooting games that I've played, they're not fun. It's no, no, like no. Jurassic the Hunted they're, and things like that. They're not. It's not fun to shoot at dinosaurs, really, to be honest with you. And it's just because all they do is charge at you to run around, and you're shooting. Yeah, like it's a like, hippie. It just. It just. It, there's no like the gameplay. Don't the you, gameplay loop isn't there the way like other shooters are when you can be shot at back at and whatnot. So like it's more about how do you find that loop of maybe finding combat dynamics but not making it a shooter per se. Um, you know, things like, hey, getting the flare, throwing the flare to, like, distract a dinosaur, maybe, you know, scare them away, uh, trank guns. But, hey, that's the thing. We we're all, we all know that. We know it would be a big game and there's a lot to do, but don't you think Jurassic is up right at the top of its game right now? That's, Yo, no, it's it's oh, yeah, it should a happen. Game, a triple A Jurassic it game. It should happen. Dude, if, I think it's if just, Jurassic was that big a deal, Dino Crisis would exist again. It's a big deal. Jurassic is a very big deal. It's completely changed the game. I mean, it outsourced... Really? It outsold Star Wars last year in terms of merchandising, and there wasn't oh, even yeah, a movie. Fair enough. Uh, it, Jurassic. I mean, think about the Kickstarter. Think about that game, Death Ground or whatever it's called. That's that's basically Jurassic Park. So to, like, to understand to understand why there's a lack of Jurassic gaming, you have to really look at Universal's commitment to video gaming and the way that they handle video gaming. And when you understand that, the way Jurassic behaves in the video game space starts to make a lot more sense because their commitment yeah. is not to triple a titles they don't have like a dedicated division they're more about you know mo- like the monetary uh like the the cell to play yeah, cell phone yeah. games and everything along those lines or like the sort of double a games but not the triple a games so like something like aftermath and they chase trends uh yeah. they trace like, like evolution uh, evolution is probably the Evolution's one triple evolution is one of those things though also you have to understand the, their stance on shooting dinosaurs evolutions makes sense because you don't have to deal with that but once you start looking at a first person or third person adventure game you start to figure out like well how the hell does this work and listen i'm not saying it can't work it definitely can work but you need to have well, you thing. need to have they, the right developer and it would be difficult out. totally and agreed with you so totally what agree. we know about jurassic world survivor is that there was so you had guns but it was like trespasser in the sense you'd find a gun but you wouldn't necessarily find like ammo. two rounds of ammo you'd find a vehicle but you wouldn't necessarily find fuel so jurassic world survivor was originally pitched as a game where you would drop you'd land on sauna however it was i think it was um, new oh, sorry new blah yeah. new blah yep um and you'd have to basically evade dinosaurs it was like last of us in that sense easier to skirt by them than it was to face them um and you could distract them as far as i remember 
um, I was told that you could distract them. You could throw things to get a raptor to go in the other direction. You could shoot to scare a dinosaur away from you. There were things like that that were just just sounded so right yeah. for the franchise because yeah i don't know many people that want to shoot a dinosaur i don't want to shoot a dinosaur um and even in trespasser i'd rather scoot past those raptors than shoot them but i mean they, they... yeah it's just you gotta find a way to make that gameplay loop fun i think is ultimately yeah. what it comes down to and then find a rewarding experience of rewarding player experience and then not to mention a story i think is where it just it could get very expensive and that's not to say games like Je- uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order or whatever isn't an expensive game. That That's one of the best licensed games I've played in a long time, um, Fallen Order. And I think Jurassic needs a game, not not the same gameplay style, obviously. You can't like, be twirling lightsabers and whatnot. But I think that actually uses that similar Tomb Raider style, like hub area exploration mm. and whatnot. And I think that Jurassic absolutely deserves, needs it. And I think Jurassic's all, there's no games absolutely, that are encapsulating what the Jurassic movies are, which is the sense of adventure and thrill. Um, and isolation. And yeah, isolation, adventure, thrill, ensemble, cast, story, um, you know. But It's not like it can't happen. And and that's, what, that's my point, is that the franchise is so big, it's everywhere. Jurassic World is everywhere right now. So, like, it just kind of seems like it should happen. I understand there are... Um, things that are difficult and i know that universal have always had a, a interesting track record with video games if you look at jurassic park survivor in fact i was reading up about jurassic park survivor just before this pod I'm totally unrelated but it was about how um they had a universal representative actually spoke to jpdatabase.net i don't know if you guys remember that site I back do in remember the day that, yes and they told him we weren't happy with the development that savage entertainment were doing what we were seeing so we kind of pulled it from them um, and we're hoping to get it in the hands of another developer. And then they were asked, Dan's JP3 page, remember that? Then reporters the saying, um, apparently they were asked to remove that quote because it wasn't official. But I don't know, the guy that used to run JP Database was pretty legit back in the day. Wouldn't Didn't lie much. Um, but it kind of makes sense <laughs> when you talk about the, the official story. <laughs> just yeah, much. Just a couple, a couple times here and there. The, the official story was that uh, Vivendi Universal went weren't so, they missed a payment or something for the developer and the developer stopped developing and then there was a clash and then it stopped but it would make sense Universal, if they weren't happy with what they were seeing because reviews were were people that had played the game were like it's buggy you know it's not great yeah um that definitely that tracks universal of old and this is different had a lot of conflicts with the people that they worked with uh in the game space back then um it's a, it was a completely different company what universal does now is i think that they have good working relationships with the people that they work with however they're just not taking these big expensive risks taking the, they're not doing the types of games that we wanted so that tracks and also yeah it tracks that the game probably wasn't great because i recall like ign and stuff being like yeah. this game's got a lot of potential but it ain't there yet mm-hmm. you know so yeah, and I, I think they struggled a lot because they were what was happening as well is they were being given assets um but the assets were insanely out of date because there wasn't much to go with because Jurassic Park 3 had been thrown out and they were redoing it five weeks before filming, right? So um, they were trying to make a Jurassic Park 3 game and in the end it changed into, well, let's just do our own story, but we need it to kind of look the same. But they had no idea what Jurassic Park 3 was going to look like, what the characters were going to be. So I think I felt for the studio, they, they were, or the developers, I guess, they were struggling to to kind of match to what universal wanted in the first place because they weren't being given anything yeah. to use so 
I mean, it was a tough one. But, I think. Um, I mean, that's one thing that I think that we could say that we see a lot of today, where just assets don't match, like in terms of like the like what the films are, and then what like licensed partners and whatnot are putting out. It's like there's there is definitely a a lack of information sharing that loops back to you know Evolution Two not having Camp Cretaceous dinosaurs, which again is sort of like, but 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 why you know like. Yeah. But they're like, like me. There's like there's only like what there's only like three there's only like three dinosaurs from Camp Cretaceous. It's not like they have this huge ensemble of like like you know it's not like there's this giant roster. What there's the mon- so they're not getting the monolophosaurus. They said they're not adding dinosaurs from Camp Cretaceous. It oh, sounds it's lazy. It I'd, it just yeah, sounds it like sound it never was on their plate. I don't think why we, because they probably like I said I think there's a disconnect. Universal saying it's canon, but they're not treating it as canon, like. But the Monolophosaurus. I know. It's great. It's a great design. And I'm sure... Scorpius, baby. Scorpius. W- but again, I just... I don't know. Like, you just look at... Evolu- you look at the Dimorphodon. It's, not only is it missing the Phinofibers, it's off-model. I, I don't know what to say about the Evolution 2... I don't know. We'll have to see how Evolution 2 shapes up. It just... It, there's a lot of, like, this and that's, and I'm not sure if it's all Frontier's fault, but, like, there's definitely, like... just It just feels a little disconnected from what people want. But... We're probably being unfair because, as we've basically just rambled on about, we're not getting the types of games that we really want to see. I think that I would have a lot more of an open mind with Evolution Two if it weren't the only high budget Jurassic game you're getting. I think it's. Sure. I think that it's easy to look at it under a microscope when that's all you're yeah. getting. Um, so hey, let's talk about the visual history guide. So that is out next month, October. Or October, right? So not next month. I'm really sorry, guys. I got that wrong. It's not next month. So um, he's kidding, you know. He's, he's bad <laughs> with dates and stuff. So the cover. Let's talk about that. So, Assis, have you seen yes. the visual history guide? I've seen the cover. Yes, I'm tracking that now. And uh, you know what? Uh, I think the upset nature of the fan base is unwarranted. Because, like, we've, we've wanted this for such a long time. It's a small little change. Like, the, the artwork, for the most part, is a similar, like, you know, the same from, like, the one we see with the Harrison Ford and, like, the T-Rex and shit. Yes. So, I, I get it, right? So, let's just, for a bit of context, for those who don't know, the original artwork was a piece of concept art made for Jurassic Park way back, 91, 92. Um, and it, it shows what looks like Harrison Ford, which is who Spielberg was eyeing yeah. up at the time for the role of Sam yeah. Neill. And then two kids that don't look anything like the characters they cast. Um, and then a T-Rex behind them. It's a wonderful piece of concept art. It's great. They use that for the cover of the visual history guide. However, they have edited it so the, the human characters look now like Lex, Tim, and Grant. Which, I, it does make sense, right? It does make sense. It, it, makes, it makes more sense than makes... using that art as is on the cover. If they would have yes. released the cover with that art and like you have Harrison Ford, that would not have made sense. So... No, but but I don't think many. I don't think you'd look it's at that and immediately think Harrison Ford. I uh, wouldn't immediately, unless you knew the. I've, the, seen, yeah. of, I've seen a lot of people uh, saying that did not know it. I've seen a lot of people like seeing the original art and saying, "Oh my god, that dude looks just like Harrison Ford." The original <laughs> art looks just like Harrison Ford. It looks just like Harrison Ford, it, it, it's, dude. It's literally Harrison Ford. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's it, it's it's un it's unmistakable. And I think that that's the problem. I think the reason why it got changed is not just that it wasn't entirely on brand, but it, like not entirely on model for the characters, because that's normal for con- concept art, but I guess it's not as normal for a cover. Um, but it was also just because it was Harrison Ford. Now, here's the thing, though. I hope to God the book acknowledges the fact that they updated the artwork and maybe shows the original artwork within. 
if it never acknowledges that it updates updated the artwork and tries to sell that as the original concept artwork, it kind of throws the credibility of the book out the window because you don't know what else. If there's anything new in there that we've never seen before, how the hell do you know if it's actually like what are we so, actually really seeing? <laughs> so I personally, I, I agree with the change. It doesn't. I don't really care. Yeah, it, it looks way. good. I think if they if they make that change, they probably should have updated the T Rex too yeah. to look like the Jurassic T Rex. However. I think the visual history guide, an art book for Jurassic Park, would work with that original piece of concept art. I do understand the Harrison Ford comparisons, but I think it would have worked. It's a piece of concept art. Or you, use a different piece of concept or art. Or just create, <laughs> like, create an all-new cover also. Or Literally create something new. Else. Um, but, I mean, there's so much from John Bell. There's so much from Crash McCreary. why they chose it. The composition and framing of it follows a really good compositional style that le- yeah, works really well. well for a cover. And I'm hard-pressed to think of other pieces of Jurassic concept art that actually have that composition um, that would work as well on a cover and also manage to show characters in a dinosaur. Um, so Plus, it really it's does it's, look Jurassic. Yes. Like, it just has it that catches your eye. So I get going, it. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, I agree. I think that like if you're going to change the human characters so much, might as well change the T-Rex. At least recolor it to look more like Jurassic Park at that point. I, I think... Yeah. I think my only other comment would be that the logo has a black stroke around it, um, and it, it, the official logo does not. Um, but I also think the text below oh, the ultimate visual history just needs a little drop shadow or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's... There it is. Look at those shoes. Um, but it's a great cover, and I'm really hoping that this book kind of fulfills a lot of what we um, I hope want to see in this kind of book. I have a feeling that it's gonna miss i think it's gonna miss a lot on a lot of information <laughs> that like people like derek davis have dug up or uh, with their own derek. you know or just the um, pages collections and stuff the previous... but i think it's gonna be good i think it's gonna be fun either way and either way it's just great that we're gonna be seeing this book on on shelves right yeah uh, it's not just gonna be online, yeah on shelves it's gonna, be... it, it's gonna be in bookstores or everything like that you yeah, know it's it's overdue it's not the art book we've wanted it's more of like a sort of a making of book and it's a 250 six-page making a book that does the entire Jurassic Park trilogy, plus video games, plus comics, plus toys, plus theme parks. So, yeah, I think it's going to touch the... To get this it's going to touch the surface of a lot of things. I'm not sure if it's going to go as deep as we would like. I mean, I... It's not going to go deep like Derek. Um, yeah, so, like, one of the things that I noticed was, um... Um... <laughs> what did you notice? Um... <laughs> like, like, so the baby Triceratops animatronic, they now maybe they'll acknowledge it on a page that wasn't on the preview page, but on that preview page, when they talk about how they built the animatronic and then never used it, and then they talk about how a baby Triceratops had a scene in Jurassic World, they never talk about the fact that the baby Triceratops animatronic was used in the Lost World, which is like yes. a weird glaring omission. Or when they're talking about the six Triceratops, they don't talk about. And again, it maybe it's on the page that follows, but they didn't talk about the original paint job and how they covered it with dirt out there on the scene. There's just like a lot of things. That it's like it, it's not. If this is for the super fans, if this is the ultimate visual history, the problem is, <laughs> is I think they've forgotten they've put out making of books in the past, and Stan Winston has making of books and everything like that. And this, yeah, th- this is like an I'm, ultimate. Like you know what I mean? Like who? Who's one thing this I for? Said to Derek, I was like, start gathering everything you have, and get prepared to self-publish your own visual. The the real ultimate visual yeah, history but he can do Jurassic it man Park, he has the connection hey, man. i'll give him money to do it Dude, i'll do I, it right I, now he I'll pay him. so he is sitting on so much stuff derek went to archive centers in 
LA and different places and Dude, stood Derek there for dope as whole fuck, days man. at a time awesome. scanning documents page by page. I love Derek Dude. I know. Awesome. Yeah, he's a hero. He's a hero. It's a shame that um, that stuff was so, not po- properly archived for like the web just by, by the libraries that have it. Yeah, crazy, hey? So anyway, I think we should talk about the Reeboks because I can see Assis just sitting there with his Reeboks going crazy over them. Um, so if you don't know, I guess everybody knows by now, Reebok uh, crossed Jurassic Park did a collaboration. Uh, most people have managed to get a pair of shoes. Assis is holding the... Oh my god, what are they called? Is that the Zenaida? I have no idea, bro. Which ones are they? Uh, they're the ACU ones. I don't know like what the so real shoes are yeah. called. It's the, uh, the black high tops. Black high tops, Reebok with um, a ACU, right, on the side? Mm-hmm. ACU, security, handler, wherever you want, man. So I, I don't know if this was described or if people know this, but it comes with Velcro labels that you can remove yeah i didn't so, know that and maybe it was it has the engine logo and acu and oh and the box man. On there the right box now. is like literally the raptor cage from the uh opening scene of jurassic park dude reebok went like fucking literally they... balls out to the walls yeah we know that the so the best packaging is i mean arguably is the the og uh jurassic yeah the ones oh, like the old, the old kenner toys those, ones, those yeah. old kenner toy box wow. with the display you can yeah. have it so it's open like i wouldn't wear those shoes i want to get those shoes just to have yeah them in the box. i kind of regret not getting one of those but i didn't buy any i only i have the uh the the, the ned repair so you had your ned was in a large barbasol large barbasol can, can which then, is really, really oh cool. my god those yeah. those are the best shoes dude yeah the nedries are uh, oh my god i love those shoes bro yeah i mean I, again incredible. i don't think i'll ever wear them because i don't want to destroy them which is unfortunate. Yeah, man. I've started wearing, so I got Mr. DNA, I started wearing them because I do wear a lot of, like, uh, white trainers and, like, you know, just kind <laughs> of, they, they're the very, they're very, I guess, plain yeah. is the word. They're not, like, too intense. They've got a bit Mr. DNA on, but most of the art is either inside the shoe or it's um. They're very cute. Underneath. Very cute. Yeah, it's sort of, very sort cute. of the same Thanks, thing with buddy. the net. I appreciate that. <laughs> Sort of the same thing with the Nedry pair, and uh, yeah, that's why I kind of like them. I'm like, oh, they're subtle for the most part, and they, they look yeah. slick. I was really hoping that that Chris would get hold of the uh, the Jungle Explorer. What are they called? The the original Zay ones that most people Devil, are picking up. Kinetica, I don't know. <laughs> Kinetica, Connect, <laughs> uh, Connect Four, uh, Tetris, something something crazy like that. No, that this is Reebok nailed it, man. Yeah, they nailed it. I, yeah, this, this is incredible. such a cool Great collaboration. I would love to know. Yeah, I'd love to know who's behind the the box designs and everything like that because they put a ton. I think they put more attention to detail in the box art and like the Mattel sort of, uh, Hasbro. And I get it because that stuff is more mainstream retail, so that has to like you know achieve a lot of very simple like retail. It needs to be all purpose, but I don't know. I mean, these guys just really seem to get Jurassic. Their 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 packaging team seem to get Jurassic art very very well, um, and I I like what they did with it. Uh, they, they everything that I've seen, every different packaging variant that I've seen, I'm like, oh no, that's super cool. I do feel like as well, each pair is perfect for one fan. Like Assis is holding them, I can't see him in any of the other pairs. I just see him. In yeah, those. dude, these are incredible, right? They're so yeah, they, slick. they're you. Those are you. I need to see, next time I see you, you're in them. Match my truck too, bro. Yeah, <laughs> F150, yeah. Rebox. Come on. Black, <laughs> yeah, baby. That's it. These are incredible. Um, like, I'm very impressed with the quality. Very impressed. Yeah, and oh, from damn. my understanding as well, none of the shoes are new. 
they're all current Reebok yes. shoes yep. rebranded for Jurassic, but it's exactly not done right. in like they've slapped a Jurassic logo on the whole thing. Yeah, it, it's like yeah, it, it's a style that they already have pre-existing, but they've completely refab- refabricated yeah. the shoes from the ground up. The benefit to that is you know reviews of the shoe. Yeah, you go on Reebok's site and it's yeah, it's the Jurassic shoe. Nobody had bought them yet, and all the reviews were about the shoe. St- the, the shoe type you yeah know? and it was like okay this is actually a really good way of knowing if it's going to work for you or not because you can get them online yeah um but yeah what a collaboration i what a collaboration incredible. i kind of incredible i kind of want i wish there was a pair that just did not i wanted like basically grant's pair but like without the jurassic park logo front and center oh, i would have loved to get one i would have loved to get one where it's just the mark of oh. authenticity which is just the t-rex skull inside of the circle but without like the font if they would have just done that in, in the same color as the shoe so you could barely see it, that would be, like, my level of, like, there it is, but you really got to look for it. Like, it's not jumping out at you. I would have liked to see at least one very subtle pair. Um, but, anyhow, I love what they've done with them. And I, I a lot of people can pull shoes off like this. Like, these are things that you wouldn't necessarily, like, stare at and be like, that's Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? You see, like, colors and yeah. shapes and whatnot and be like, oh, that looks cool. Except for those main ones. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, to be <laughs> fair. Those Tour Explorer Jeep ones. Yeah, the Ford <laughs> Explorer ones are, are a little too uh, garish for me, but uh, I do like the packaging. <clears throat> I do want a pair, though. I kind of want a pair. They're ridiculous. Keep in the box. Yeah. 100%. I want a pair, not because... I, I love them for how ridiculous they are. Wearing them is a power move. It's ultimate power move. <laughs> 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 just, like, uh, just like dressing up like Patrick Starr, huh? That's it. That's it. Chris, we'll put that in the episode. Same, same type of uh, power move. Very strange one. That's the thumbnail. Just you as Patrick Star. <laughs> did you see, did you see, did so, you hey, see how I dressed up? I did. I loved it, dude. Yeah, yeah. The fishnets and all. Yeah, I love that. Fishnets I love it, dude. And uh, the, Chris probably won't want me to say this on the pod, but I'm going to say it. Um, he told me as well, you know, <laughs> because it was an all-in-one bodysuit, you couldn't unzip it, so he ended up just kind of peeing through the suit. Oh, and, and <laughs> oh my God. Nice. Through the, the pee had yeah, gone. Yeah, I, it, it had, uh, it had congregated down into my boots. It wasn't pink anymore yeah. from sort of waist down. Yeah, it was. It was no, but uh, genuinely, so for, no, for real though, here's the funny part, is I had to um, cut, I had to get a knife and uh, cut, I had to pee. And, uh, Jesus Christ! And because dude. it was, it was like all zipped up, and it was all like worked up, and it was so difficult to get this on and off and everything like that, and like, like getting it zipped up and unzipped, like I would have probably had to get help, and like I'm at a house party, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know, you know what? I'm pee. like, I'm just like, can someone come to the bathroom <laughs> with me? So I'm just like, hey, can I borrow your knife? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> take off the shorts. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, that's podcast content. Jeez, can I borrow please. your knife? Just the knife guy at a party. <laughs> Dude, everyone had hey, a knife. It was, like, it was like a, it was a switchblade. <laughs> it, like, it, it was Where a proper switchblade. Like, you press the button, and the blade just whoo, shoots out. I'm like, ugh. Gotta be careful with that. Uh-oh. Legal. <laughs> is what I'm doing. <laughs> knife guy. Um, knife guy. Yeah, yeah. Knife guy. But anyhow, yeah. Yeah, so speak, speaking of knives. I tried not to do that. I tried not. I, I made it to, like, 1 a.m., and then I was like, I really, I really have to pee. Pants open real quick. This has to happen. Jesus Christ, Chris. It, I mean, but, um, it's a bodysuit without like a little like like boxers. You know, boxers. Dude, I don't know, take man. Care of you, but this did not, and it was just too much. So I solved it. <laughs> Found a workable solution by borrowing knife guys. Nice. Yes. So, yeah, so um, that speaking of knives, that does bring us on to. Um, the young T-Rex from the Lost well, that's World Jurassic a weird Park. <laughs> what transition is this? What are you talking about? Does that about? not align? Does that not fit? Uh, no, but seriously, let's talk about that. So Metal are dropping 
uh, new figures consistently. It's like they're not stopping. In fact, get on the Mattel train or get out because there's so much coming. It's... So there is a young T-Rex from the Lost World. Yes, it is. Which is, I mean, come on. I'm... It looks really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not okay. Hold back on that one. It looks like it, okay. I'm so for me, the head right sculpt now. looks like the young T-Rex. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. But everything the else. color. What is going on? It's what is going on with the color? Got these big, beefy, meaty arms that are like so off. The entire body just looks stocky and thick. Mm-hmm. The, the young T Rex is long, narrow, and skinny, and this thing is just stocky and beefy and thick. The arms are too big and they're too muscular. The color looks like it's a can Stop of. Stop Mount- describing me, Chris. Come on, we're talking about toys. The, the color <laughs> looks like a can of Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. Um, yeah, baby. <laughs> but then also the compies. The compies don't even look like compies. They, 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 they're like these. They look like these uh, dinosaurs that are being introduced in uh, Evolution Two. Oh, Celiophysis. Or I was gonna say they sort of look like Genie from Jurassic World Live Tour, the Troodon. Yes, the Troodon that's missing the sickle claw, which was, which is ironically looks like a giant compy. Um, so it does kind of go full does, circle really in that weird. way. <laughs> like, in a way, I guess it is kind of full circle. But yeah, no, so they don't have these long necks. They have these giant, their their head shape are like kind of like raptor shaped instead. And they have these giant mm-hmm. jaws. And then also they have the wrong amount of fingers. They have these three full raptor-like fingers rather than the compies have um, <clears> two <throat> fingers with a third like mini digit like up on the hand like a little yeah. thumb um so yeah no these <laughs> um, I, they really drop the ball on these if you ask me um especially i mean the t-rex if i didn't see it next to the compies i would assume that was mainline like you know like with that regular action figures and in that case i go hey that looks pretty good um but it's amber collection this is a 30 dollar toy and i don't think it's living up to 30 dollar toys level of um accuracy level of quality now We've seen it time and time again. The final real toy is going to have better paint. They always look like they're painted with crayons in the promo pictures, and then you get the <laughs> and then you get the real thing, and you go, "Oh, oh wow, that looks really that looks a lot better." Why did they Why did they take those promo pics the way they did? I, I have no doubt that it's going to look better, but I don't think it's going to look great. Right. Um, now I've seen a lot of people say, "Hey, the young T Rex isn't green," but it is. It is. The young T Rex should indeed be green. It just shouldn't. It should be closer to the color green of the compies. And them tapping in that pinkish hue color is actually pretty cool that they did that. It just, it just, I don't know. The painting techniques, the colors, it's just all over the board. If this, if this was Legacy Collection, or if this was just some random young T Rex from Lost World, but in an, just a general collection, I wouldn't mind. The fact is, it's Amber Collection, so the accuracy is something that should be mm-hmm. priority. I mean, yeah. if you look at previous Amber Collections, look at the Pteranodon from JP3. Yeah, that's the Pteranodon from JP3. Color accurate. Same with Lost Raptors. World. Even the Lost well, World Raptors, they look pretty good. They look all right. Um, I mean, they're not sculpted JP3 right. JP3 Raptor is better. The problem but, is they're blue, and then the head is the head leaves a lot to be desired. Also, with paint, in my opinion, for the sculpt, sure, yeah. yeah. But then it's just I don't know. I just I do the young T Rex from Lost World. That young T Rex is so iconic. The way it looks. It's boxy kind of head shape everything about it is very unique yeah. very standout and unfortunately the figure doesn't live up to that and the compies whatever but they are also dropping Muldoon now this is where it turns around from yeah the Muldoon figure looks pretty it's incredible solid. it's funny yeah it's funny like, because the promo the best picks, face so far right the promo picks once again this is a good example the promo picks are all the wrong color and then you see the package chart and you go oh they nailed it 
Um, yeah, so, and I think that the head sculpts really do look like Muldoon, yeah, right? that really looks like him. It looks like it's a high-quality <laughs> toy. It's got yeah. high-quality, high socks. Um, the paint is good. High-quality, high, high socks. High-quality, high socks. <laughs> it does not come with his Spaz shotgun, although some people are saying that might not be an anti-gun thing with the rolls, and it might be more of a... It's probably uh, license. Apparently, that got, like Spaz shotgun will never license out their gun for, like, merchandise. Bernelli or some shit? So it was more really? like yeah. they gave it a stun prop. But in which case, I kind of go, well, okay, just give us a fictionalized sort of spaz-looking shotgun. I mean, Yeah, just give us a shotgun. Yeah, just give us a shotgun that sort of looks like that. I mean, you already did it with the Legacy Collection release. That's strange, to be honest. Yeah, the Legacy Collection had um, a shotgun. And it, in fact, the Legacy Collection had a Spaz 12. I, I, maybe it wasn't exactly accurate is the thing, though. Like, and I don't know because yeah. I'm not like that cued into I it. I kind of feel like but it was for Amber Collection, for they should have really strived for, for that to be Wait, accurate, I'm looking right? at this picture, by the way, on um, Mattel's website of the package Muldoon shot. And there's two heads, but they both seem to have the same expression. Yeah, yeah, they accidentally put the same head <laughs> into the package twice. Really? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> look, look at the package shot. It's uh, they don't have the alternative head in the package shot. Oh, that's so weird. That's a whoops. But it does. Yeah, he looks solid, and it's funny. Yeah, the costume is slightly wrong color in like some of the shots, and then you see the package. You're like, yep. Which is they nailed it. And in a lot of the promo shots, it looks very toy like, and then in the package, it looks like more collector quality. And I have no doubt that the young T-Rex is going to do the same thing. We've seen it every time, basically. But that doesn't fix the sculpt, ultimately. That's the one thing that never I changes. just I just can't get over the face of Muldoon. That's got to be the best um, Amber Collection figure they've done so far. Yeah. I think Rick... I'm just kinda, yeah, I'm kind of gutted it's not the Spaz 12, thinking about it. Because if they could do that with Legacy Collection, even if it's not the exact Spaz 12, why give him something that he doesn't use in the movie when it's supposed to be the collector line? Yeah. What, to be fair, I will say it is kind of cool getting that stun prod gun. Those things are pretty unique and cool. So, like, I, I, they're definitely synonymous with Jurassic Park. I'm just not sure if he's the character. Or, like, he should come with that and a shotgun. You know what I mean? Like, I would forego a second yeah. I would forego a second head sculpt if I could just get that with the uh, shotgun. Well, to be fair, since he's got that, I can't wait to see the guy... I always forget his name. It's not Ted Brothers. It's the guy that recreates... Oh, a scene is born. Mm. I want to see him recreate the opening of Jurassic Park with this Muldoon figure. They need to do uh, JP workers as well for the Amber. Shoot! Yeah, JP <laughs> I would absolutely sure. buy like uh, the park workers or whatnot, you know? I would... Yeah, 100%. And uh, Joffrey as well. You should be able to buy Joffrey. Gatekeeper. That would be pretty. Yeah. Joffrey! <laughs> we have a couple of questions that were submitted now these weren't submitted for the podcast for full context these weren't like sent in for the podcast we just we get a lot of emails we get a lot of comments on videos we get a lot of I don't know, Chris gets a load of DMs. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we have a couple of questions that we've kind of formed. We figure these would be interesting uh, uh, discussion points. So the first is, what happened to the Amblin live-action TV series? This was asked by Justin. Uh, yeah, that is a really good question. Um, so how, how long ago was I it? Two years ago now. About, so this is, this is on you guys now. I think this is a... This, so 
Yeah, see, this happened while you were out of action. Yeah, this was yeah, a man. Year... I have no idea what you're talking about. Was this a year ago or two years ago? I'm feeling closer to two years because it was pre-Camp Cretaceous that they first mentioned Um, it. Hold on. So Amblin, my, my view of it is Amblin TV live action. They kind of announced that they were going to do a live action Jurassic World show. Wait, what? Um, no, no, okay, content. March 7th, 2020. So this was a year ago. No, okay, so to be fair, they didn't announce it. They didn't announce it. We 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 found the industry reports, and then we we uh, announced it. So, <laughs> we announced so it. So to be clear, the reason why you're not hearing anything okay, about okay. it is because they they haven't actually announced it yet. I love it. The reason why you're not hearing about it is because they you know we 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 talked about it, we found out about it, but that's not something that they were. There was no doubt that that's something they're planning for after Jurassic World three. So it's not too surprising that you're not hearing too much about it. It would be nice if um, the trades would maybe start reporting on it, and I wouldn't be surprised if it has found itself in hiatus or anything along those lines. I, I, you know, like, but with the delay of Dominion and COVID and everything, a lot was shut down and a lot was postponed. even when we found it, out it about it. That, even when we found out about yeah. it, I think it was like kind of on hold at that moment. Yeah, so the the article that we initially published when we announced it, <laughs> that is so weird. Um, has, uh, Amblin Television have begun developing a live-action Jurassic World series. Not much is known. Colin and Spielberg would be um, producers alongside newcomers Justin Falvey and Daryl Frank. Those are two guys that are currently work at Amblin yeah. Television, right? They run the show. Uh, it currently listed, at the time, Vancouver, Canada as its primary filming location. Um which makes sense. Most TV shows film here now, unless they're in Atlanta, Georgia, or somewhere like that. And uh, you have, I mean, if God, imagine if it was a Sorna show. Come on, stop! If it was a, <laughs> that would make sense as well, right? Because I mean, I live in Sorna um, right yeah. now. Yeah, no, like genuinely, like, uh, or I guess to be fair, we I don't know exactly where it's supposed to be in Dominion, but we know that there is. I don't think it's Sorna, but there's an area that the wilderness reminded me of Sorna. Remember that image with uh, DeWanda Wise and Chris Pratt. And uh, yeah. it could also be that location that might be uh, it's hazarding the guess. I'm guessing Biosyn. Um, and I would, um, we heard that DeWanda Wise, um, her character is being eyed by Universal to lead future installments after Jurassic World 3. It would not, su- it would not surprise me if that really future installments. Yeah, it would not surprise me if those future installments were live action TV. It wouldn't even surprise me if the series is a prequel. Um you know what I mean? Like, before you figure out what happens after Jurassic World 3, maybe it's like, hey, that bios in place, or, like, everything that was going on there, let's let's get let's get into it. Let's get the Jurassic World of Biosyn. You know what I mean? Like, the movie where things are operational mm. and normal before whatever happens happens that, you know, drives a climactic movie. Yeah. So I, I think the information we had at the time was, it says the series is said to be part of the same continuity as the films and tie into Dominion. Um, the current state of its development and release date remain under wraps, blah, 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 sequel, the uh, partnership known as Peacock. Oh, yeah, so that was because we were curious about the platform. Now, Netflix obviously would make sense for live action, but now that Universal have Peacock, it may go there. But Unfortunately, there, there hasn't been any information about the show, and we do think that it's something that, because of COVID and Dominion's delay, it's probably just been on hold. But it might be something that now Dominion is reaching its release it's well, something that kind of opens up again. Jack, you and I were talking about this the other day. Um, we feel like 2024 would be the latest that it would be until we see something in the live action space um, for Jurassic after number three. I know that's a quicker turnaround. So. Yeah. I know it's a quicker turnaround than usual, but I think they're going to want to ride that momentum. And I think the TV space makes sense, but I wouldn't, 
be surprised well we'll get we'll get to i feel like we might even get stuff in 2020 you know 2023 even um but maybe not live action maybe not but it would i mean obviously ultimately i i would love a uh prequel series to take place pre-jurassic world even like showing showing post jp3 but pre-jurassic world is an interesting era especially with everything that could have gone on on those islands knowing what the dpgs told us about sauna and what was going on there there's some interesting stories to tell that tie into both trilogies not yeah. just the first not just the tie first. together but i either, either way um yeah I, I do hope we hear more about that soon it would be nice to just get a nod or a note or even imagine if we just got a title or, nothing else just a title just, and it would it would leave so much to the imagination or hell even if just the trades began to report like hey this a show or whatever is now being because that's a lot of times how news happens you know the studio might not make an announcement but the trades are like hey they're in active development and they're beginning to cast or something like that, that yeah yeah for sure or just something something because you know they know but normally they wait for the studio to pay them to publish because it's all uh it's all reporting the reporting half half of uh film film reporting is like paid stuff masquerading as insider scoops um but you know i guess that's that, that's yeah. that's the nature of the game so um we have two more questions the first was uh will there be a beyond the gates follow-up um this is an interesting and who question because obviously it's something it's all you guys know yeah <laughs> well, the username said claire grady 2004 <laughs> i don't <laughs> that was like the email username you know, like yeah. the display name in an email. So <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, no, um, that's we're obviously working on Beyond the Gates now. We're actually working on the penultimate episode. Um, so yeah, we are hoping I... that there would be a follow up. There's certainly loads of places that we would like to take that show, mm-hmm. um, but it's not necessarily our say. Yeah, no, I think that I think if the if the demand is there, though, um, I think that there's always a really good opportunity for it to continue. Um, there's certainly there's yeah, certainly not a lack. Just need to see the demand, yeah. and obviously the YouTube views have been really really great. The comments have been really positive. But if you um, want more, if you or and if you want something different, just make sure you say it. You know, uh, don't don't necessarily say it to us. Say it on like the Jurassic World YouTube uploads and whatnot. I guess the places that like the powers to be can see it. Uh, if you like if you yeah. like the show, if you want to see things in it that are different, like you know, honestly, open book. But uh, make sure that you know you're saying it, putting it out there. Um, it's not that that's not being done already. It's definitely being done. It's definitely being noticed. But I think that just continuing that is uh, always a good way. If you want to see more of it, if you want to see it evolve, um, I know that both you and I want to see more of it and we want to see it evolve as well, change up a little bit, you know, uh, grow a little bit. And uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of opportunity. And it's certainly something that you and I discuss a lot at great length, have a lot of pitches, have a lot of uh, hopes for. So. Yeah, I, I at the very least, it's been a hell of a blast, and it's been great hearing a lot of good comments. And even though, like a lot of times, the episodes get scooped by accident, just by like you know Mattel publishing the images too early, like a few days before each episode. I think people have really yeah. been enjoying the episodes, being like their first real look at these items and uh, going behind the scenes. Yeah, ultimately, it hurts when there's something that we know we've been holding on to and waiting for that episode to drop gets leaked but i'm still hoping obviously the episodes contain so much behind the scenes information from mattel directly we get to speak to raf yeah. a lot Raphael is such a such a dude um yeah everyone we talked to chandra raf nick yeah. uh eric i mean it, there's been so many great people that we've been able to talk to and dive into it and 
again, hey, this- and they really do talk about the the items and the toys, and they reveal the process behind the whole thing. And I think we've shown some, we've been sent, and we've shown, and we've pushed for some true behind the scenes imagery, and we began to get real prototype shots in there of like you know unpainted toys before they were finalized, and just things like that is something I always used to love to <laughs> see as a collector, and the same with Chris. And I think that's something people want to see, and we've. There are some hidden stuff. There are. In the, uh, there are. There's some hidden stuff people, in the episode. People notice the uh, Dominion Dimorphodon clay sculptures uh, in the Mattel reference sheets in the Dimorphodon episode. So that was that was something that was cool. <laughs> so there is a final question here. This is, is season four the last season of Camp Cretaceous? And this is from Katie with a C. Katie with a C. Not with a K. Mm. Not with a K. Katie? Yeah. Not a K, guys. A C. Okay. okay. Cool. Okay. An ocean. Um, yes, it is. Season four is the final season. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, from our understanding, right? Season five. It's going to be five seasons. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was going to be six, and uh, that was like early on. Yeah, it's going to be five seasons from what I know. Uh, I think season four comes in December, season five in July of next year. So that's July 2022, a month after Dominion. And then I think there's going to be like a standalone interactive episode sometime uh of in fall of 2022 um but oh but, you know i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that they would be like do a little netflix movie um yeah wrap things up. I, something but yeah i think they're doing one of those choose your own adventure interactive things um for yeah i, I don't i'm not a fan i the black mirror one was not only not good but also not fun and it just like I, yeah i didn't enjoy it, it and yeah. also it was it was a good experience when you're in a group of people but yeah. like that's not how i want to watch black mirror no <laughs> no i like watching black mirror and constantly having and my mind the other mind, issue you know, like, is uh, having existential crises well the other issue is it throws <laughs> the concept of canon out the window unless they tell you one only one of the potential outcomes is like the true story it's like if you're trying yeah. to be canon then you shouldn't have a open-ended choose your own adventure you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it but I convolu- think choose your own adventure for Camp Cretaceous could probably work really well. Perhaps I don't know. I, I guess I just I don't I didn't I haven't enjoyed that format yet. I haven't seen a good usage of it. So it's like a cool idea, but like it hasn't been enjoyable for me. You can't sit back and watch it, and the experience hasn't been that interesting for me. It's like I'm watching and like oh oh now I got to press a button. No, like. It, I don't know and it's just like yeah i prefer watching movies and tv shows as movies and tv shows but maybe i'm what old school in that i don't know i just don't (laughs) think i don't think i think it's a cool idea i just don't think it's been that great hey but camp cretaceous could be the thing that realizes it probably maybe yeah but anyhow yeah season four december season five july i think season five is like the true final season um i think the story concludes like it's gonna have a like a pretty like they're gonna tie it up pretty nicely um, and then that that's going to what uh, I was saying before, though, with 2023 is uh, I feel like um, I, I feel like there, there will be a new animated show by then. And that that is not based off of anything but speculation. But it just sort of makes sense. I don't think they're going to want to lose this momentum. You know what I mean? They're not going to want too much yeah. downtime away from the animation. So I don't think it's going to be. Yeah. And and. Camp Cretaceous, I guess it probably will reach a point where we're like, okay, yeah, maybe not fatigue, but because it's been pumped out so consistently, you're right, switching it up, a different animated show, different characters. Well, it's only so long that a bunch of kids can be stranded and surviving before it just completely (laughs) extends its welcome. And and only so far you can believe that their parents aren't actively 
out there trying to find them, like it taking just... their own boats to Isla Nublar and stuff, you know? Like, it, by all accounts, their parents seem to be pretty uh, pretty happy that their kids haven't returned home. Where, where, is, <laughs> where is Dave and Roxy? And how is there never any rescue missions or cleanup missions? Six, like, I think that I, the one thing that breaks Camp Cretaceous for me a little bit is the fact that, like, there was never anything, like, in the six months the kids were there, like, never any other, like, missions. But I think if the show went out, if, like, they went and established... That they that, saw. That they saw. That they were thing. aware of. If we are made aware that turns out there were and that they just never crossed paths, maybe the kids were underground at that time in the tunnels and whatnot, I, I would find... That would, like, be the one thing that, like, really would tie it together and feel, like, a lot more logically sound to me because right now it does feel like a huge lapse of logic that they just had a huge evacuation and nobody went on that island to secure it. Or that- Especially with Dave and Roxy saying, those kids are still alive. Yeah. Those kids are still alive. Those kids are still there. There's, there's children on the island to multiple people and then no one's gone to find them. It just- <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, who knows? There's a, it's, a, it's a kid's TV show. You can suspend disbelief. I suppose. That kind of thing. But, you know. For a while. For a while. Not for 10 seasons. Yeah. So, <laughs> 10 seasons stuck on back and forth but I think five seasons is a good place to end it uh, but I'm excited to see I'm going to be sad to see it end um, I'm excited to see where it goes and then I'm excited to see what comes next I'm going to be sad to see this podcast then but guys it has reached that time um, it's uh, I think we've covered a fair amount in this podcast There's, it's a compared to when we were you know doing the podcast last year and stuff it's a really active franchise right now. There we go. There's so much going oh, on. Yeah. There's so much in development. There's even shoes. There's even and that, shoes. That kind of that summarizes the franchise as a whole, doesn't it? Even contrast. <laughs> even shoes. You want to put that in the uh, <laughs> your uh, your recap video? You're like. <laughs> The Reebok recap video. Oh, what the shoe video? Yeah, the shoe video. Yeah, You're yeah, like, the, um... here's some quality content for Jurassic fans and foot fans, or whatever. whatever <laughs> Watch it. I was like, what? Well, <laughs> he, right, you got to play to them. He huh? actually kept the line in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to play to both fields, man. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Hey, guys, it was lovely to speak to you again, Alice. It's really nice to have some consistency with you on the pod. Mm-hmm. I, I miss that. Mm-hmm. When we when we began the original Jurassic Park podcast... Uh, what? Jurassic Park podcast? Jurassic when, World When we started podcast. Brad's po- oh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> when we started Brad's pod. No, um, when we started the Jurassic World pod, it was the three of us plus a guest. Mm-hmm. Three of us plus a guest. Yeah. And I missed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how much I missed that until you were back. We're back, so man. It's, it's, we're back. It's nice to have you here. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Cease, um obviously you guys can't see on screen, but all I've seen of Assis is that he sat there, he's got his Reebok shoes, mm-hmm. he's got Jurassic World Evolution mm-hmm. on his uh, PlayStation in front of him, mm-hmm. and he's got an original PlayStation Dino Crisis. So he's, yep. li- he's yeah. living the high life right now. And yep. he's, he's eating and something that looks tasty. I can't tell what it is. Bumpy. And Bumpy. Oh, and he has, and he has Bumpy. Yeah. What, what, what are you the eating? Real... Oh. Did he really just... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh my god, and it like really just froze him entirely. It actually just froze. I got a frozen Assis well, right now. Um, I guess, that, that, well, I guess that's, that's as good as time as any to wrap it up. And on, <laughs> tune in next time to find out what he was eating. Yeah, we will uh, we'll start the episode with that. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you for listening to the In General Podcast. Head to uh, dresscoutpost.com for more news and information regarding the franchise. Pretty much everything we try and cover on there. Um, the website 
URL forward slash podcast will get you all of our listening options. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean. I don't know. There's so many. We're also obviously on YouTube. I don't know. If you're on the move, maybe Spotify is the option. Yeah, leave us a like. Uh, a, a yeah, review. leave I us a... I don't know how it works, but I'm sure that... Do you have a platform? I'm sure, that, I'm sure that's a positive move. So. Like if you're on Spotify or Apple or something like that, it's a, it's a review. Sure. So obviously... Uh, yeah. We're only we're only accepting four stars and up yeah. for the mm-hmm. reviews. We're, we're very fit. And that's out of five. We've got high standards, you know. We we delete anything that's lower can, than no. Can, <laughs> can, can you delete reviews? I don't think I don't you can. Believe that'd, so, no. that'd be a no, flawed no. system. Yeah, um, but and if you're on YouTube, hit the like button if you enjoyed this video. But guys, thank you uh, for listening to the in general podcast. Chris and Frozen Assis, it was lovely to speak to you guys. Yep, absolutely. Catch you on the next I, one. I was going to answer for Assis also, but I was not going to say that. Alright. Alright, let's stop. Alright. Alright. <laughs>